Today's episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by State Farm. Like anyone looking for the right partner, you want someone you can count on, someone that's dependable, understanding, someone that'll tell it to you straight. When it comes to insurance, State Farm definitely deserves a rose. They're always there when you need them. Follow the claim day or night with their app, which was awarded Best Insurance Mobile App 2019. Plus, they're great listeners with 19,000 local agents. They get to know the real you, so they'll help you choose coverage that's personal, not some cookie-cutter policy. So go out and get the one you deserve. Get State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Get a quote or find an agent at statefarm.com. Madison, will you accept this rose? Sure. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Alyssa Bresnak. Hello, Alyssa. Hello. How's it going? Great. Welcome. Wonderful to have you here. It's been uh, since the first week of the season, so there's a lot to catch up on on this, on this podcast. Also, new Bachelorette was announced today, Miss Claire Crawley. We're going to talk about that. I'm personally excited. I believe we discussed her being the Bachelorette at some point on Bachelor Party Podcast, so this is exciting. But first, I want to talk about the end of the fantasy suites, which led off the Women Tell All. We'll get into the Women Tell All, which I typically do not like and continue to not like. Same. But uh, there's some stuff to dig into, so we will. But first, the most tepid response to getting a fantasy suite rose in probably the history of The Bachelor, Madison Pruitt, you are a trailblazer. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> he looked so nervous. He was like, he was playing with the rose in his hand. He was shaking. He was shaking. Tell. I think it was really cold outside though, because yes. Hannah Ann looked Freezing. really, really cold. Yes. Why don't they get to wear jackets? I don't get it. I don't know. And also, I just, I've got a lot of questions about the part of Australia they're in. Yeah. Um, I've never been to Australia. It seems a lot like California based on what I've heard. Have you been there? No, but I had a friend uh, from high school study abroad there, and mm-hmm. she said it was like literally like being in California. Right. <laughs> it's low on my list of places to go as a result, though people really love it, and it it seems cool. I'm also just like not an animal person, so like the outback is just like, okay, cool, animals, whatever. Still <laughs> don't understand that. I'm a huge animal person, but continue. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Um, I... Uh, last week's podcast, we were talking about how on Love is Blind, Jessica fed her dog wine. Did you see that? I watched, I binge watched the entire Love is Blind <laughs> series on my plane ride back from New York. The The dog wine scene is amazing. Um, I totally miss that. I'm dog blind. Like, I just did not catch that at all because I just sort of, I don't know. Just You're not didn't supposed register. to feed your dog wine. I, I now know that, but it just I, I can't believe it. Anyway, Love is Blind, in or out? Super in. I almost feel like I'm cheating on The Bachelor with Love is Fine because I love it so much. It's a whole other beast. Well, I won't talk about that. We'll talk about it at the end. Yeah, sure. Anyway, Madison and Hannah Ann and Victoria all looked very cold. Also looked like the day had started out sunny and very quickly became cloudy. For sure. Also common here in Southern California. I've fallen in that trap many times. Oh my God. Yesterday was the definition of that kind of day, actually. (laughs) Um, And it just was... Madison holds all of the cards. I, I don't know that I can... Think of another uh, recent scenario where they were like actually going through the motions of the show, but Madison was like in total control. I mean, 
it's her bachelor to lose at this point, right? Yeah, I, I think it's just really fascinating because I don't know if Madison was st- strategic about this at all, but Peter loves the chase. Yes, he really <laughs> Like he does. wants someone who's not sure and like Peter. make him work for it. And so like, even though it it's just unprecedented that anyone would treat a bachelor like this when they're in the final two, they were like fighting. Like, I know. He was like, are you sure? Yes. So he, <laughs> she, she whispered, yeah. And then he responded, you sure? And she basically nodded. And then they had a really long hug in which her white, um, her, her acrylic nails really, uh, I couldn't look away. It's all I yeah. could see. Yeah, I was like, how how tight is that grip right now? Is I know. It is it tight? She does give like a weird hug, kind of, the way that she grips him. But I, I don't know. I guess it's part of their love language together. <laughs> what am, who am I to say? But it was, it was pretty wild. And I have to say, I've been pretty pro-Madison and like, I've been on her side as people have debated, like if, whether or not she ate Peter and ultimatum, if it was fair or not. She kind of lost me in this. I was just like, girl, you don't have to do this. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like, why are you there if you're so pissed off? Yeah. Like, I, to me, it made me think that there was some sort of side conversation with the producers or like, I don't know if they convinced her to just like see it through and see how she's feeling tomorrow yeah. or something. Like it really did seem like she was struggling to be there. And uh, but then like her toast at the end where she was like the toast was so weird. I like let's see if love can conquer all. Did was that a line fed to her or was that she her true sentiment? I was very confused about why Madison was there and what why she was doing what she was doing. I think that was her true sentiment, and oh. I I think that she is young and hasn't had a ton of life experience. Neither has he, and I think that when you're without a lot of life experience, eight, kind of like irrespective of your age. You think that way, like, can love conquer all? Because most people who've lived a little bit will tell you, no, it can't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. And like, that's okay, <laughs> you know? Like, that. That sometimes that happens. There's, like, a practical, financial, and, like, legal aspect to, like, a long-term relationship, marriage. And it's just sort of, like, obviously that doesn't play a part into The Bachelor. But I, I do think that if she had a little bit more life experience and more relationships, she would would not have given that toast, which is like just the cheesiest thing you could say. It was basically like so on the nose for The Bachelor. Yeah, and that's why I was like, is this fed to her? But in general, I'm, I'm a little bit, like the Hannah and Ann Madison are both in scenarios where I just feel like they're so out of like, their league of experience. Yeah. <laughs> like Hannah Ann's like said something to Chris, like she, uh, Peter has changed the way I think about love. And it's like, but you've never even been in love. So she claimed. (laughs) Yeah. She also had a line where she was like, his love renews me or loving him renews me every day. Something like that. And I was just like, how much renewal do you need? I I don't, like, it just was really bizarre. And I, I don't know. She just seems like she's wants to, she wants to be on the show, which I bet at this point, if you were like kind of into Peter and you're like being deprived of natural human interaction and like social media and news and entertainment, you're just like so obsessed with Peter that you're sure. like, I love him. His love renews me because the only like positive validation and affirmation you get is from the bachelor being like, Hey, Hannah Ann. Like, right. Like otherwise I just have to sit in my hotel room all day. Yeah. <laughs> when I see Peter, I get yeah. to be outside. <laughs> I did. Have, I'm glad you brought up the hotel room. I had some questions about like how and where they're getting ready because usually for this, they just get ready in the room they've been given, but they're all staying together and Madison was late. They didn't know where Madison was. So I was just confused. Like, do they have extra rooms that they gave them specifically row ceremony purposes? Like, I get the impression that's what happened because they clearly wanted no one to know whether or not the Madison, other was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it did seem 
this was the morning after Madison's date. So it's also possible that maybe she didn't go back to the house while they were there or something. Right. Kind of weird to do it right immediately following the last overnight day. But. Well, yeah, there's all these logistics they have to work out because they did that cruel thing where they made them all live together. It really was so cruel. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I I was, I'm, I'm down with a lot of the producer's decisions, but that was one where I was like, man, you guys went too far. And yeah. this is why I feel old when I watch this show now. I know, I know. Well, also these, I mean, these women are, you know, they're a lot younger than us. And I think moreover than age, it's like just also about like relationship experience. And obviously Madison and Hannah Ann don't have that much to call upon, but Hannah Ann looked so uncomfortable and awkward. It, it, her facial expressions were like, were gold. I Yeah. I really enjoyed them. She, during the toast, she just was like, let me chug this, basically. <laughs> totally. I mean, I think it was like part being cold, part being overwhelmed by emotion. Yeah. Just like the fact that things weren't going well with Madison and Madison had this whole ultimatum thing and then... Madison stayed. I think Hannah Ann was like, maybe I played this wrong. Yeah, totally. I, I was amazed they got 30 minutes out of that rose ceremony. Yeah. It was, I was sure, when I go back over it, as we discuss it, I'm like, how did they fill all that time? I don't even, I don't even get it. They're really stretching it out this, this year, like the two episode finale. I know next week we got two, a two night finale. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was just, uh, the way that Hannah Ann was responding to everything. She, in addition to being cold, she just looked like so freaked out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're having this really, like, emotional hug. How is she supposed to respond? Yeah. No, I know. I mean, and I can't even imagine what it was like for Victoria to see him, like, having that back and forth with Madison. Like, Madison's like, I don't even want this rose. And Victoria's like, I'm going home, like, for this person. You're picking this per- ambivalence over me? Yeah. It's just, like, it would make me feel terrible. It's kind of like what uh, Victoria was doing all season. Madison finally stole her move, essentially. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like, I'm going to make you feel bad, Peter, and then you're going to really want me. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about the the Victoria and Peter goodbye? I thought it was very hollow, but it is very uh, like Victoria to clam up and just shut down. I really enjoyed that she was saying, I, I don't want to hear it. I liked it. <laughs> I Not enough women respond, like, angrily on the show. Like, they're too gracious. They, like, you know, allow them to allow Peter to walk them out, et cetera. I like that she was like, nah, I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I, that's how I would respond. Yeah, I actually don't. I mean, I thought that part was great. That was like candid. But I was thinking specifically, she just kept repeating, it is what it is. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you can't you can't say anything more vague than that. <laughs> it's one of the most maddening things also when people are just like, whatever, dude, it's fine. Right. And she's just like, it is. It is what it is. You're right. So you like went on a reality TV show and you got to the final three and you got like eliminated in this really dramatic matter. It is what it is. <laughs> she's a big winner of this week, Victoria F. Yeah, I think so. First of all, she is now on... Um, all but one week's episodes because they drew this over to the Women Tell All week. And then she really got like a redemption story at the Women Tell All. It was kind of like shocking. Um, Now we know she's not the Bachelorette. It's Claire. But it definitely seemed like they were setting her up for people to like her more. So I presume we'll be seeing her in paradise. Definitely we'll see her in paradise. I I thought it was interesting that they just were like, you have an opportunity to deny these nasty rumors. And she was like, yes, they're not true. Yeah, she... <laughs> case, case closed. And that, yeah, I know that was it. And like Chris Harrison like pitched it to her very clearly and easily. And she was just like, not true and and moving on. There there was very little she had to answer for, but that's one of the reasons why the Women Tell All sucks is because like, what, what are you going to do? Like have Chris Harrison, who's like the kind of the ambassador for the show grill these women in like a really mean way and then like pretend to be their friend 10 minutes later. That's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I, the reunion show would be better if they actually like 
um, had a neutral person leading it or something. Like a lawyer? <laughs> yeah. Or though, I don't know. Like what, I guess like for you, like what kind of like wrap up show would you want to see? That includes the women from the season. I mean, I could just go with like a quick super cut of the bloopers and be done with it. I know. <laughs> like I don't get the substance of the conversations between Peter and like some of the final four, like who were eliminated. It's just there. It was not exciting to me. Like no. I never care about those confrontations. I don't care about rehashing like what. McKenna said and what Tammy said, like, we already know what happened. It wasn't that long ago. I know. <laughs> so, I, I mean, and it was great to see Rachel and like that whole um, anti-harassment thing is important, but it also felt like oddly placed among all of the drama. Let's talk about the anti-harassment thing because I, I wanted to get to that. So Rachel looked stunning in an orange dress. Man, orange never looks so good. Yeah. Um, Her hair looks great. She looked great. At the very end of the episode, after the bloopers, they have Rachel come out and they do like a five-minute like PSA on anti-bullying and anti-online harassment. And she reads a lot of like negative commentary that she and other women get. I don't think those were all just that her. I think they were just were like a sampling of what people say. Yeah. Um, And... I just, like, I found this really strange. Like, obviously, I agree with the message and and whatnot, but it was really weird to me on the heels of an episode that basically just played, like, three minutes of, three minutes of the women yelling at each other and occasionally, like, manipulated the audio so, like, one voice rose above. But when they had that fight that was, like, instigated by basically Tammy and Sydney yelling at each other. Sure, and, and then everyone started chattering until it was, like, a cacophony. <laughs> yeah, I was just sort of like, what's the point of this? just to make them look bad, and then to th- then have that PSA at the end. Well, it's like, why don't you edit the show differently? Completely. I, that's why I was so frustrated that it happened within this. Like, it's like, it would be one thing if you found another place to put that PSA in. Yeah. But, like, they, they were just all down each other's throats yeah. and calling each other, like, nasty women or something. I know, like, I know. It's just, like, it is not compatible, and you're not setting a good example for the online commentators who you want to be better. Totally. And I think there's just sort of like, in some ways, an unsolvable problem with race where Rachel is sort of like the person they ha- they asked to do this thing because I think she gets a lot of targeted um, bullying and hate as the only lead of color in the franchise history. Although, you know, um, although Juan Pablo is Venezuelan, but having like Rachel just be like the spokesperson all the time of like race relations, like also just sits weirdly with me. Like, it's almost like tokenism and like trotting her out to like be the face of this like kind of sucks. Like it's it's great that she's that she wants to do it and is it like you know rises to the occasion every time. But like it shouldn't have to always be her. Yeah, it speaks to the point that the Bachelor is like overcorrecting for years yeah. of no diversity, and they're trying really hard to reach different demographics and demonstrate their values. And, we, you know, we saw this um, in a way different light when the whole, like, sexual harassment allegations yeah. happened at Paradise. Like, yes. They had to confront a really serious issue. I'm glad that they're trying to do this. I just think that they need to be a lot more thoughtful about how they present it and how they edit the show. Yeah, and, like, how they couch it. Because he, part of the fun of the show is the cattiness. Like, we just did this whole Bachelor yeah. in Paradise draft last week that was, like, you know— obviously um, skewering the women, like talking about why they'd be good in paradise because they're hot, because they fight, because they make up, like make out, like, you know, some fairly superficial standards or whatever. 
I like to think that was in good fun and isn't um, like damaging in the same way some of like these really pointed nasty comments are. So there is like, there is an element of this, like obviously like we're complicit in as well as sort of by doing this podcast and covering the show the way that we do. But you don't have to, we, we learned like an all-time low about, about the contestants this season, which made it, makes it easier to like target hate at them, I think. And I do think there's there's something to changing the way it's done a little bit, but it it's just real it's just really tricky. But ultimately, the, the PSA just did not sit well. I don't think. Yeah, and I, to to be clear, like I've been harassed online. I think sure. every, every woman who's been online has been harassed online, sure. and it's not something that like it, we should just write off. It's good that they're bringing it up. It, yes. they just really need to like be more thoughtful about presentation. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, maybe there's a way to do that as, like, a more typical PSA that's, like, an ad that runs during the show. Yeah. Instead of being couched on the woman tell-all. Because all the things you just outlined, ultimately, the woman tell-all is just really boring. So it's just sort of like a, a cop-out to do it that way. Yeah. And, like, having Ashley I come out to to kind of, like, coach Kelsey on what it's like to be a crier was really silly. Though I have to say I really like Kelsey. I really like Kelsey, too. I mean, Kelsey would have been a great bachelorette, I think. I think so, too. But, you know, maybe in a few years. I hope she goes to paradise. Me, too. Um, I Like, I think the trotting out of Ashley I, in addition to the Rachel stuff, just made it very clear that The Bachelor is getting really serious about, like, expanding its universe yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, making sure that important players are there. And especially with all the announcements that were happening in between, like, they had the casting thing for the older yes. Bachelorette. They had that preview for the— what's The, the music show. Show. Yeah, the music I think it's show. The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart. <laughs> That's the full title. <laughs> yes, I believe so. Okay. And they're also just going so hard on Star is Born imagery. I oh mean, my God. <laughs> shallow playing through the whole preview. And then that person being like, this is like the Star is yes. Born. Yes. <laughs> and the font like looks like a yes. Star is Born too. I like it. I'm excited. Right? No, I'm going to watch it for sure. But uh, anyway, all of that became... Like all of that stuff combined for me made it very apparent that they're just like going all in. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if we get like their like independent website with like a treasure trove of like bachelor well, bloopers. They and just stuff. relaunched bachelornation.com. Oh, they did. Yes, they did. What? Like a couple weeks ago. Oh my god. It Where have I been? It's kind of like the NBA owning NBA.com and like also hiring journalists to write for it. Um, it is like basically like News. It's sort of like the state. Are we going to lose you to the site, no, Juliet? No, it's, <laughs> it's like the state-sponsored media of okay. the Bachelor because it's owned by the Bachelor. Well, wow. it's the Disney Plus of Bachelor. You good know, to know. Have, you, have you watched the Imagineering show on Disney Plus? No, I haven't. It's really good. However, it's like watching an infomercial for Disney. But I really liked it. They're like, the company, it's the most magical place in the world. It's about the parks and like how they built them oh. and the people who like work on the different rides and, and everything. But... It's like silly, but it's also it's but it's also like really cool. Anyway, that's I recommend it. The imagine it's called the Imagineering Story on Disney Plus. I'll check it out. I, I've referenced it a lot because it's really a weird mix of like informative, entertaining, and propaganda. <laughs> My and it's favorite. Like, and like Disney is so big, it's almost like a, a nation state, you know? Sure, yeah. Bachelor, not quite as big, but we're kind of getting there. Yeah. That's and, how it feels with all this extras. Well, there's so much there's so much coming up because so we're still we're wrapping Peter season. Mid-April, we get um, Listen to Your Heart. Then there's The Bachelorette. Then I think there's Summer Games to go counter-programming to the Olympics. I'm so excited that's, for so that. That's late I July. I love the Winter Games. I know. And then and then there's Paradise. So 
we have contiguous bachelor programming coming at us, like basically through September. Like congratulations, our, like this, I this guess, is good. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. But like, it's it's a lot. So I think they ha- back to your point about the expanding bachelor universe. Like they have to bring out Ashley I and like make you still care about her and kind of like build up Kelsey, even though she's not going to be the bachelorette, and show all these different women because they have a lot of spots to fill for sure. There's just, like, a lot of action coming. Yeah, and there's that the Becca and Ben, like, live show. That I went to it on Friday. You did? Yes. Okay, so that's the other universe <laughs> thing. You got to tell me about it. Like, give it to me. <laughs> um, okay, so it was at the Ace Hotel Theater, which is a really big theater. I think it's, like, a capacity of over 1,000. And I was like, this is a really big theater. And then I learned it's one of the smaller ones they've been going to. Um, it was probably, like, 85% sold out. It was, like, fall. It was I love fall. that theater, though. I saw, like, the live orchestra of Parasite there. Oh, my God, that yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, Ben and Becca host, and the best way to describe the show is like the end of the semester senior show at in college, kind of. And it's like Ben and Becca doing all these different like skits and games on stage with a, what happens is like a regular a guy is the bachelor at the show, and then they, they choose have, someone from the audience. This time it was Connor who was on Hannah's oh, season. Okay, <laughs> but in the different cities they go to, it's just like a regular guy who lives in like you know, South Dakota and Portland. Okay, and I have where, a lot of wherever. questions about that, but... <laughs> they, like, cast for it. Like, people had to apply. Wow. They picked dudes. And then they had... There were 12 women, 12 women at the show on Friday. But then they usually had 10 women who, like, compete to win this Bachelor show. And they do things like a dancing contest, and, like, someone gets eliminated. And there's, like, a quiz game, like... Like, what, just describe your, describe how you are in the bedroom, like using these movie titles. And it's like The Fast and the Furious, Toy Story, Risky Business. Like, there, and there was one more. I, I can't remember. And then, so you have to say, and then, and then, like, how you match with The Bachelor, you get like eliminated or not. So it's like a series of like dating games on stage. Yeah. It seems, sounds like an old school game show. Kind in of. In some way. There's an intermission, which is completely unnecessary. <laughs> and then at the end, there's like a quote unquote fantasy suite, which is, there's a day bed in the corner of the stage that's backlit. So like the bachelor and the woman who he, there's two women who he chooses to like lie in this day bed can um, make out and it's backlit. So they can't really see the audience, but they're obviously there. And meanwhile, on the other side of the stage, Ben and Becca answer questions from the audience, like about their own experience. It's super weird. As the making out happens. <laughs> yes. Connor didn't, Connor didn't make out with either of the women that he got. However, I've heard in other cities there's a lot of making out. So it's like a really fun night if you like The Bachelor because there's a lot of Bachelor people involved. There's Kendra Scott jewelry being sold in the lobby. (laughs) There's other merch. I will say the drinks were flowing at the Ace. I mean, you had to pay for them, obviously, but like... I, I, you could get like a full solo cup of wine, like as like a double portion Amazing. of wine. I, wow. I was having a vodka soda, but like if you wanted wine, you could do that. So Classic like, Juliet drink. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, it, it's fun. It's just like sort of insane, but they're doing 62 shows in 88 days. And I, you know, Ben and Becca are good hosts. Like they're, they are good and um, they're both charismatic. I thought she was actually quite good just based on her experience as a bachelorette whereas then I expected him to be good yeah um and then like when I was there there were a lot of bachelor alums like Rachel came out on stage Tasha. oh Sydney's in the show she's there's oh, four wow. dancers she's one of four there oh there's dancers yes <laughs> yes they like help like move things along on stage too because these people don't know what they're doing they're just like in this random bachelor show it's it's really a trip I, I enjoyed it and um 
it's a real testament to how popular The Bachelor is because like a lot, it, the tickets are like expensive, like in the hundreds of dollars for this. I guess it makes sense because for forever, like individual contestants or from the show would yeah. have their own tours. So yeah, like Caitlin like, Bristow did one in the fall. Right. It, it makes sense that The Bachelor universe would try and just, I mean, just like they have their own podcast now, the, yeah. the Nation State podcast. It's, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they, you know, it reminded me a lot of like a, a show you'd see in Las Vegas. Maybe not one at like Caesars Palace, but like one you'd see like a smaller show sure. or something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> Budget show. <laughs> yeah. I I had a good time and I think it's like, you know, Ben and Becca, shout out to them. It's just like the whole thing is a mind fuck. Cause I was like, yeah, I went to the Bachelor Live show on Friday. And people are like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, what is that? It is, it, it is hard to explain the concept of like doing the Bachelor in two hours on stage, but here we are. The fantasy suite thing is extremely weird. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, super I couldn't weird. get down with that. And Ben said that in most cities, people are making out. Connor didn't, probably because he's like famous ish to these people already. Sure. Um, but they also did like a hometown segment where, each woman had to answer a question and then Connor would go and sit on the couch next to them and like ask a follow-up basically as like that's the hometown. It didn't it didn't really make Wait, sense. How is that the hometown? What where, what about it, that is being at home? It was just like they were sitting on a couch, so it looked like a living room. <laughs> and it was like probing a little bit more. I don't know. The whole thing was super strange, but I had a great time. I'm happy for Ben and Becca. They also are traveling this great country of ours on tour buses. Ben. Oh my God. Ben and Becca and the rest of the cast of the show and the crew drove from L.A. to Portland on Friday night. It was no a 20-hour drive. Does Becca get to bring Garrett on this? Yes, he was there. Okay, good. Way more handsome in person than I was expecting. Mm, his, that his jawline. He's, like, legitimately, I would say, 35 to 40% more attractive in person. Wow. Yeah, I was shocked. It blew me away. Well, maybe that, that explains why she chose him. <laughs> maybe. Everyone says he's like a nice, easygoing guy. Sure, sure, sure. Hang. No, yeah, no shade on Gary. Yeah, but I mean, sure. he's already got enough shade. Yeah, exactly. He probably deserves it. We don't really know, though. But anyway, <laughs> he was much more handsome in person than I was expecting and just like looked like a regular guy. I was like, I was like, didn't recognize him at first. I was like, who's that hot guy over there? And then I realized it was Garrett. And I was like, okay, I, they, they look great. She looked really good. I don't know. So he's not involved in this at all? No, he's just, he's just there to hang. Fascinating. I know. It was really quite the experience. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, it's just like a lot, it's just like a lot of Bachelor happening. It's, yeah. And also it was Friday. It's all around us. <laughs> it was Friday night. So the Claire news was rumored, but not out yet. So there was a lot of like speculation uh, okay. and yeah, let's, let's talk about Claire, but first let's talk about today's sponsors. We found our new go-to drink for enjoying The Bachelor this season. That would be Bud Light Seltzer, 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and comes in four flavors. The word around the ringer off is black cherry is the best flavor, but hey, there's plenty of others for you to try if you don't like that one. But most importantly, does it taste good? Yep. Pick up a variety pack and try it for yourself. All right, let's talk about Claire. Claire Crawley is The Bachelor. Alyssa, what's your Claire experience? Do you have any? I just know her from, like, the universe mm -hmm. on social media. Sure. Like, I've only known her from just being online. The raccoon woman. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, classic. Did you watch that season of Paradise? I did. I did, yeah. one or two. I, I can't quite remember. I didn't watch it live, but I went back and watched it. It was I good. to see the first Paradise. It was good. Craig, what's your Claire experience? Just Winter Games. Guys. Claire's great. Claire Claire gives a monologue like very few in Bachelor Nation. And I think that's going to be really 
great for her. I saw. She I went Benoit? And, was she with Benoit? Yes, she got engaged to Benoit. That's it right. was very emotional. And then they broke up at the Winter Games, or sometime after the Winter Games reunion. Who who could imagine that? You know, heart. Hard but she to was guess. on two Bachelor in Paradises, right? Yes, she was on Paradise twice. She came in second on Juan Pablo season and like deeply told him off. I went. saw that clip. Yes, it was great. I was really into She said something along the lines of like, I would never want the child of my children to be you as yes. their father or yes, something. Yes, she did. Yeah. Because he slut-shamed her, basically. Mm, yeah. She she was like, they. I think they had sex. It was never con- confirmed. He like denied it and said they shouldn't tell anyone about it. And she was really upset understandably so. He's like, let's keep it our secret. She had like snuck over to his room the night before. He was a real dick to her. And starting from then, there's sort of like a sympathetic Claire arc. I recall all of these think pieces from, back, yes. even though I didn't watch that yes. season, I remember there are a ton of think pieces about like sex on The Bachelor yes. and like he changing ma- standards. He made her like feel bad about her sexuality and like being a sexual woman. And it was really fucked up. And Juan Pablo, great season, Bad Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a dick. Uh, Peter, it's sort of similar to Peter's season because that this is also a good season, but Peter's not a fun Bachelor. Peter's not a dick. He just is, like, making weird choices. Sure. Juan Pablo was an asshole. Like, he was mean to Claire. He was mean to Nikki, who he ended up choosing. Excuse me. I think Claire, did she come in second or third? I think it was second. Andy was third. because she's Andy kind of self-exited, Right, basically. right, right, right. Um, didn't like a, an opera singer break up with him Charlene too? yeah she's yeah. great she's, I remember seeing that clip and being like that was amazing yeah <laughs> she's, she still recaps the show on her on her website allthepreettypandas.com amazing um, <laughs> not part of bachelornation.com um, but I I'm like legit excited about Claire so a few things about this announcement it was announced this morning on Good Morning America um I had heard many other rumors of Bachelorette and Claire was not in the mix. What were the rumors? I don't want to say, I, I can't, res- I can't say because I, you know, they're just rumors, but Claire was never mentioned. There are all the other people who have been out there like Kelsey and Tia and the Victorias and all of that. Like the, I think I, I had heard all that swirling around, um, but Claire was not mentioned. And I, I think it probably came up late, like similar to Ari and I think they announced it this early in the season on Good Morning America so they could cast a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that conversation was interesting because it immediately turned to age. Yes. Yeah, so Claire's 38. Yeah. And sh- they were just like, we we hear that you think being older gives you a leg up. <laughs> it's just like it was a really easy question, sort of a softball to hand to her. And she was like, I have been known to date younger men. Yes, Ben, I was younger. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, and so I, like, it, it's very clear that that is going to be the theme of this season. Like, yes. It's kind of unfortunate that Pete gets, um, I had sex in a windmill four times and I'm a pilot and Claire gets, I'm 38. I know. Like, I know. what the fuck? It's pretty, it's pretty ageist. But I think also part of it is, it's not just ageist, it's sexist. It's more sexist than ageist. Um, I think a part of it is, and I think Mike Fleiss tweeted this, they very actively want a course correct from this season, which is sort of a tough beat for for Peter and his gals. Sure. Where they're just like, this didn't the way that we enjoyed it. So this didn't go the way we envisioned it, so we need to course correct, and now we're casting Claire, who hasn't been on the show in a long time. But I think that's kind of the case, and I, I think that um, Mike Fleiss and Rob Mills have both said they need to like age up the franchise again. Mm. So they're kind of doing it somewhat dramatically. But I... There's been some reports in the you know 12 hours since this came out that some of the guys that they were they had um, agreed to have on the show are now out and they're like and they're like replacing them with people who are a little bit older. Wow, because she's 38. Yeah, because I think they had they had cast some 24 and 25 year olds, and 
you know, a lot of it's about life experience. Those of us who've seen Love is Blind probably wouldn't think that Mark at 24 was too young for Jessica based on their different oh my God, dispositions. I have so many things to say about that. <laughs> However, for Claire, it it probably is a 30, 24 is like probably a little young for her, but it's not just about age, it's about experience. Just to be clear. For sure. And I think Mark demonstrated that he was extremely mature and he had a lot, for yeah. marriage. <laughs> he had the emotional maturity that uh, that Jessica certainly did not. Yes. And anyway, so yeah, I think they announced it early to give them a couple more weeks to find other guys to be on the show. Wow. Well, I'm sure she won't have any trouble finding new, um, new suitors. Yeah. yeah. But I, I actually am very excited to just like have an older woman on the show and have I her be too. the center of attention. Like it's about time. This season was so young that it made me feel bad about myself and they should really be aware of that <laughs> because you can't go so hot and so young that it like alienates your I viewer know. base. <laughs> I know. And there's just like, there's not a lot of personality there. Claire has a lot of personality and, and she, there's like a lot to her. And she also, like, has been through a lot. I think if you go to her Instagram, she, like, talks about, like, having, like, a bad ear and yeah, and sort of, you know, just encouragement and whatnot. But there's just a lot more to work with with Claire. I- I'm excited about it. Many people, I think, are not because they don't really know her or they think she's just, like, too weird. But I think the fact that she monologues and speaks really dramatically is good for a Bachelorette. Definitely. I mean, it, there, I have no question this is going to be an amazing season. I'm I pumped. really, I really hope so. I I'm excited for her. I just feel like she's always been looking for love. Now she's continuing that journey on TV. <laughs> it <laughs> is a journey indeed. Yeah. And I think that another reason why they announced it so early was just to give also more time to kind of like get excited about Claire. So Because once the Bachelor finale happens next week, I think the following week or so they go into production. So there's not a lot of time for her to do press. So there's more. They get like a little bit more of a runway this this way. Yeah. And, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about it. Question. Do you think that any of the women on Peter's season were like really gunning for it and disappointed they didn't get it? Kelsey, probably. Yeah. Um, That's what I was thinking. Because she does seem like so well positioned of, of all the people. Yeah. I think also um, probably Kelly. But mm. obviously there's some fallout there. So Kelly and Natasha were not at the Women Tell All. Right. I heard that Natasha didn't go because she was mad about her edit. And then mm. Kelly... I heard wasn't invited. So I don't... I Kelly wasn't invited? I haven't confirmed that, but that's what I heard from a couple of people. I, I Unconfirmed, however. So, uh, you know... Why it, wouldn't she be invited? I don't know. Maybe she had some kind of disagreement with production. Maybe she, there were, she was not following the rules. I, I don't know, honestly. It was kind of weird that neither woman was even mentioned. Like, sometimes when there aren't people there, they acknowledge, like, oh, they couldn't make it or something. Last year, I think Elise didn't go to Colton's um, Women Tell All because she had, like, a wedding she had to attend or something like that. It usually <laughs> comes out. a normal out. person reason. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, well, I have real friends. I need yeah. to go to that, which I respect. But no, I, I miss Natasha in the fighting. The I would say the dominant theme of the woman tell all was just these women bigger, bickering with each other. And it was really unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Natasha would have brought some wisdom for sure. I was hoping to like, like Tammy more, but I, it's hard to, hard to defend Tammy after this tell all. Yeah. Especially when she like dug her feet in on the alcoholism thing. That was Didn't bizarre. Like it. Didn't like that it at all. That was super bizarre. And she was really mean to McKenna. Yeah. For no good reason. And McKenna, like, why did you have to make it Canadian versus American? <laughs> It was really weird when she was like, maybe you should come out to Canada and see how people treat each other. And, and it's like, well, I had to take a beat to be like, oh, right. She's talking about C- Canada's legendary politeness. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. And it's like, right, you're Canadian. We recall. We get it. But 
the whole thing was really strange. I, I wasn't understand, understanding why she did that, but okay. Whatever whatever you want, McKenna. But Tammy just like doubling down on all the insults was really um, just tough to watch as a Tammy fan. Yeah. Do you think she'll be on Paradise after that? I do. Yeah. I think that's Paradise gold, in fact. Right, right. Like she'll be a villain for sure. And Sydney as well. Sydney was like really mixing it up. Yes. Sydney, I think Sydney will be a great addition to Paradise, though I do still feel like we I don't really know who she is at all. <laughs> Sydney had a great moment, which made me really excited to have you on the pod, which is she said, said straight up, Alea came back to Cleveland after signing onto Reddit. And <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, as our tech and culture reporter, I was like, this is right in right up your alley. And I was like, this is a big moment for Bachelor Reddit, getting mentioned on the Women Tell All. Bachelor Reddit has worked so hard for this moment. <laughs> I know. And they're they're finally getting it. So I guess I'm happy for them. But that was just... That was another thing about sort of like the expanding Bachelor universe where it's like the online world has really like it's infected the actual show itself. Or I don't know if infected, but infiltrated. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that right, like that wasn't cut out for some reason makes yeah. it known that like, yes, like not only are there a ton of fans on these like listservs and posting boards, but like the contestants go there and read everything about yeah, themselves. <laughs> I know. It, it was kind of wild. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Like, why didn't they edit that out? But I guess they, they don't care. And they're okay with acknowledging that. But I wonder if we'll look back on this season as like a turning point of when they like decided to, to reposition the show to get away from like the women who are just looking for Instagram fame. It's really feeling like some kind of shift. Like yeah. with all of the extra programming and all of this like weird Claire Crawley like casting stuff. Yeah. I just I really do think they're really being thoughtful. So I know. And it, it is good to see. It's almost like something went a little bit too far. And while they haven't necessarily made all the right choices with this tell-all in this season, it seems like there's an awareness. I mean, The Bachelor feels very online now, the entire Completely. show. And they acknowledge it and they know that that's their, in their value as well, which yeah. I find refreshing. It's just like, acknowledge it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, a couple more points from the women tell-all. During that, the weird fight scene, which just like, I was like, why, why am I watching this? This is embarrassing for all of us. There was like weird audio manipulation, which they've been doing all season where they would like focus on one woman and like turn up her audio. So it would be like all the bickering. And then you'd like hear Sydney say one thing or you would hear like Alexa say one thing like that would otherwise be under their breath. It was a really weird editing moment. I was just like, what is going on here? Yeah, and I wasn't even listening for a sentence or anything because at that point it had been become so annoying to me that I was just like, I need to take yeah. a step back from the show. It was really strange, but it was like a way to get everyone on camera, I guess. It was just a it was a weird choice to me. Um, I was excited to see Alexa because I've been I've been rooting for her. Um, she had the poignant moment talking about her hair and how she chose to go yeah. natural and how people were pretty mean about that. And then her her cast very nicely was um, you know. It making kind of like get reassuring her and everything. It's very sweet. But I really want to talk about Alexa because her and Jasmine, her fellow woman from the house, they're dating. Jasmine posted about it on Instagram today. This is amazing news. It is amazing they news. They look so good together. They're like very extremely couple. hot couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, how do we know that they're dating though? Because that that they're like close and it says they found true love. But like, did they actually make an announcement? Um, no, they didn't. Okay. But everyone, uh, not everyone, but many of the people who have commented on here. Um, many people are saying. <laughs> many people are saying. <laughs> much like the president would say. Many people are saying that they are dating. So I think that's what they're saying. And Alexa is bi, right? Yes. Did we know Jasmine is also bi? I don't think we did. But okay. I'm I'm just like excited about this. And when it happened for two women um, 
in New Zealand or Australia. It was like a, it was like very big news. And I don't know. I think I think it's cool. I think so, too. I think this is a sign that like as Gen Z starts to go on the show and Gen Z is the most like gender fluid of yeah. our generations. We're going to see more of this. I actually had this like funny daydream the other day that like, uh-oh. <laughs> okay, uh-oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, an Alyssa daydream. Um, like it would be so funny if look at one point in the show, like, I don't know, it's like 150th season that like the bachelor's like, I don't know, the two final women hit it off in the house and they're like, why don't we just all become a thruple? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Because they exist. Thruples exist. And Did it, you watch the House Hunters with the thruple? No, I Have didn't. Have you heard about this? No. Oh, there was a recent uh, House Hunters with a thruple. It was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty thrilling. I should, yeah, I should look that It was up. a man and two women. It was a married couple who had two kids and they just brought in a third to their relationship. Wow. And they're moving to Colorado Springs. They had to find a new house that suited all three of them. What's the bedroom situation there? Like, what's the master bedroom? Is it all Definitely three of them? Definitely a California yes. king. California king. And it's all three of them. That's part, that's a talking point. Do you think it goes girl, guy, girl in the bed? I don't know. I think they probably feel comfortable with any order because they're a thruple. You're yeah. probably right, yeah. yeah. Yes, they're, this is, you know, just breaking all the norms. Guys, so what I'm saying is imagine a Bachelor finale <laughs> where they're just like, let's all be together. <laughs> How sure. happy would that be? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I, Clino Clay, who was on Paradise and yeah. he, he was on, I think, Becca season, he posted on his story about them being a couple too. And then, oh, okay. and then he made a joke about them being a thruple, him with the two of them. <laughs> so, well, he's, he's on the same page the as me. is in the air. <laughs> I I I don't know. It's it's great, but I think you are right. Like Demi started it. There's just a lot more gender fluidity. By the way, Demi and her her new boyfriend were at the live show on Friday. Oh, they were watching watching him was like having to constantly ask myself, "Am I in a YouTube video or like am I in a TikTok?" He just looks like a YouTube star so intensely. Do you, do you know who he is? His name is Slater Davis. Um, he looked like if he's not living in the TikTok house, he like recently got kicked out of it or something. It's the only, I think he's in the music scene as far as I can tell. But, uh, I don't know. It it was like watching just the two of them be. Wow. I'm on his Instagram. He looks extremely young. (laughs) I saw her from the behind and I didn't recognize her at first. And I said accidentally aloud. So someone's publicist heard me say, I was like, that's the smallest human I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) So she's very, very tiny. Um, but yeah, they were pretty funny together. But as as we were saying, it does feel like there's like a new era of gender fluidity on, within the show, and like that's that that is probably more effective, sort of breaking down stereotypes by having like real people just live their lives. Probably more effective than the Rachel Lindsay PSA at the end of the Women Tell All. Yes, definitely. Like, just I hope we get to a point where it's like this isn't even a significant thing about a contestant. It's just like their preference, and we don't have to like turn it into a trope. But you know, The Bachelor's not necessarily good at being subtle like that. It's just such a weird thing, though, because the entire show is based on this like fantasy um, of like heteronormativity. You know, completely. Yeah, that's what's so fascinating. Yeah, I think I think that's why it's so exciting for Alexa and Jasmine to maybe possibly probably be dating is because you're just like, wait, what? It totally throws the show off its axis, but it's cool. I I don't know. It's just like exciting and different. And for something that's so based on like regular man, woman couples, it's like kind of wild, but it's cool. Completely. I mean, like if Tumblr was still around, Tumblr would have gone insane over this. <laughs> like, I just think that like it just fits this amazing feminist fantasy of like eh, the main guy's like not that great. Like, why don't we all as women just like figure it totally. out on ourselves? And uh, these women seem like they like each other. There's been a lot of posts in the last couple of days about them all hanging out together in L.A. and then Chicago. 
It seems like there's a lot of friendships. I was actually surprised. In the front row, both wearing red, Kelsey and Victoria Fuller seem like they were having a great time together. They seem like they like each other. Yeah, I know. And I just, I thought that there was a rivalry there. Me too. And then Hannah Ann and and Victoria seemed like sad to say goodbye to each other. And they Definitely. Seemed, seemed like they liked each other. That was confusing to me too. I like, I don't think they even feel uh, animosity towards Madison. Really. Me neither. No, I, I agree with you. I there's like a lot of collegiality between these gals. It yeah. doesn't doesn't speak well of Peter, in my opinion. It's like, oh, they like each other more than they like you. They bonded. They, I mean, you know, they got close to unionizing or something in the yeah. earlier episodes. So. It's, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like um. What's that movie called with Kate Upton and it's like in Leslie Mann, like the other woman or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, where it's like the, the three women. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like friends. John Tucker Must Die or something like that where yes. they all band together. Yes. So <laughs> I, I was I was conf- I was surprised to see it. One of my uh, biggest letdowns, I feel like Victoria Paul should have been called out a lot more for basically lying about Alea and their friendship. It was weird that that wasn't even discussed. It was in the highlights reel, but... Victoria Paul, like, she was really dishonest and no yes. one really, like, caught her in that. But maybe they didn't sit her down one-on-one because they knew it just wouldn't end well. Or they might have done it. We didn't see it or something. Mm, yeah. It was it was a weirdly edited episode where we didn't get a lot of women in the hot seat because I think people don't really care that much. And they yeah. knew that once you know someone's not going to be the bachelorette, there's no point in giving them a lot of time. Unless it's like Victoria or Kelsey and you want them to be in paradise or they were on the show more. But the other women, because, like, the stuff with Alea is just still so weird. It is weird that she left, she came back, or she went on Reddit, her and Victoria <laughs> had, like, friends, not friends. There's, like, really a lot to still unpack there, but I just feel like it's like we're taking a mulligan and moving on. Oh, definitely. And Victoria P. will definitely be in paradise, too. I'm almost positive. I, I hope so. And plus, there's summer games. Like, who's going to be on summer games? Right. You need, like, so many people. That's why, probably why they were giving them all a chance to say something. Yeah. Because they just need these cast members. Yeah. Um, can I share a potential spoiler? Oh, well, it's definitely not who wins because really Steve doesn't even I don't know. know. I don't know who wins either. I yeah. Don't, well, I don't. I don't. I never look up spoilers, but my roommate says she does. And she said even this year, really Steve doesn't know. So I, I think um, I think it's a fluid situation. Like, I, I think there's a Fascinating. lot. I, th- I get the impression that there's just like a lot of weird, like changing circumstances. Because here's let's talk about the, the teaser for next week. I, I very clearly went to check. Is Peter's mom wearing the same thing in either of the scenes where she's talking to the two women that he, the two finalists? I love it. And the answer is no. I'm pretty positive when he's like pacing around and apologizing to someone that is after the final. I'm pretty, that looked, that looked like an American new construction house to me when he's like, when he's like in that driveway, it looked like the type of house that makes me want to cringe in like Arizona and sorry to Arizona. Um, (laughs) But it just seemed like, it seemed like he was apologizing to someone after the fact and I think he was apologizing to Hannah Ann. And I think that based on my intense scrutiny of Madison's hair all season long. And I feel very familiar with Madison's flyaways. I have so many. I don't want this, I don't want this to be shots at her. But I'm intensely familiar with what the top of Madison's head looks like. Cause I've like, I've discussed it a lot. And I think I know her hairline. I really think he's apologizing to Hannah Ann for whatever. So maybe it was in Australia, but I don't think so. I think it's like in some house here in America 
where he goes to talk to her. I thought that was the top of Madison's head. I was like, those flyaways look like Madison's you, flyaways. Do you really, did you really think that? Yeah, but I definitely have not spent as much time scrutinizing the top of Madison's head as you. So I'm not, maybe I'm not as qualified, but I did think that was Madison's head. I really thought it was Hannah Ann. Huh. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I really thought... I did pause and like zoom in and stuff. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> thought the like... Just the slope of her head and everything looked like how to end. I'm sorry. And I think that Can the, we get like a professional in here? Yeah, we might. And then and then so Peter's mom's, you know, doing the lay Miz, bring her home. That bring her home. Yeah, bring her home to us. <laughs> I'm so sick of that line. I think that was not the same time as the two dates, based on what she was wearing and what he was wearing as well. Huh. It's a little hard to tell because it was like three different outfits. So it could have just been another day or something like that. But I just think there's like a long period of time. I think stuff happened after filming ended. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons why it's a two-night finale and and all that. Although they just kind of like do that by default now. But still, I think that's that's part of it. And then this is what I want to mention. Spoiler. Uh, they're probably going to be like spoilery for the rest of the, po- rest of the podcast. You don't want to hear it just end now. Barstool reported, I think on Saturday night, that Hannah Ann was seen in Knoxville hanging out with the Jaguars quarterback who's named Josh Dobbs. So that was, I believe he wow. went to Tennessee, didn't he? Yep. So that's where Knoxville is. Wasting no time, Hannah Ann. And then I Googled it to see if anyone else was reporting it and they weren't. But there was from February a few weeks ago, another like something about, about him being in Knoxville. Is Barstool reliable on yeah. Bachelor stuff? There's pictures. Ever? <laughs> there's pictures though of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> at, there's pictures of them at a, bar, at a bar playing pool and then like someone else tweeted about seeing them somewhere else. Were they being so, romantic or are they just friends? I don't know, Alyssa, but Barstool didn't give me this kind of information. <laughs> I'm just telling you what's out there. Okay. So, I don't know. I, you know, just, just just asking the important questions. Yes. That's all. And like, you know, can women hang out with men? Absolutely. Do they have, does it have to be anything more? Definitely not. But I just thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah. I don't know. How, of, how often are NFL players just looking for like a cute female friend? Well, we don't know them all. We don't. That's correct. <laughs> but an NFL quarterback... I don't know. I don't think that many of them are like, I really need more like female friends in my he's life. He's currently in the NFL. He yeah. is, right? Yeah, he's only 25. Yes, he's, oh. he's a youngster. Yeah, that seems like it might be a day. <laughs> I don't know. And I just, like, NFL, when do you have time for that as an NFL player? I mean, it's, it is the off season. But do, like, I, I'm curious, do they know each other before? Like, Not that I'm aware of. She is a model. I, I know, it's, know. To, it's totally possible. You know, I, there's not a lot of information, but I'm just throwing this out there. If I were fresh off of a stint on reality TV and attracted to athletes, I would certainly use my new fame to meet some of them. Definitely. And one thing I'm going to really miss about this season is just seeing a stream of like Hannah Ann's modeling gigs in my Twitter feed because there are so many. What's your favorite gig? Mine's the Downy Bottle for sure. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I think, well, I love the music video appearance, but uh, Chris Lane. Yeah, but I think she did like one for like a yoga ball or like yoga equipment. (laughs) And it's so funny. (laughs) She's like really working the photo, but it's also just like meant to be for a product. (laughs) I like the Sonic one as well. The Sonic one is really good. Oh my God, there's just so many. I know. It, It really is great. Back to the house thing for a moment, the Hannah Ann versus Madison. One point for it being Madison is that we didn't see Madison's house in her hometown because they went to Bruce Pearl's house. So it is so it is possible. Why did we not see Madison's house? Because for some reason they had the hometown at the dad's boss's house. Probably because it looked better. They often rent houses for right, these right, things. Right, so right. 
It's not that weird, but that would give credence to him, like, going to a driveway that we haven't seen before. Sure. Yeah, that is one way to explain it. So so your ultimate theory is that he's apologizing to Hannah Ann because he's breaking up with her and going back to Madison? Or is it the I don't opposite? Know. I don't know. Okay. I just think he's apologizing to her probably because he's breaking up with her like an Ari situation. Mm. But I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how this has become the norm. I know. And I really thought Hannah Ann was going to win. Now I, I have no idea. I just thought because she was getting a lot of group dates. Group rose dates. Yeah. Group date and roses. I, I'm suspicious. Um, I guess I'm sort of superstitious because Madison went to meet Peter's parents from the beginning. And you, uh, the last time I was on this pod, I was saying no one who goes to meet a family member continues to the very end. (laughs) So so, uh, to me, it just has to be Hannah Ann. But I don't know. Who's to say? We'll find out so soon. I mean, in, in one week's time. I, I cannot wait. I can't wait either. One week and two episodes time. <laughs> One week and two episodes. I just want to, last note, I saw Peter a few days ago and I was really scared to talk to him because I've been so mean. Like, just saying I don't like the season at all. He Did you see him on the street or he no, came at, here? at the Bachelor Live show. Oh, okay. I saw him there. I was really scared to talk to him. I was like, I can't approach him. There's there's nothing I hate more than people who are fake. So I would I would rather not talk to you than like be fake. He came up to me. He was like, I think we've met before. And I was like, yes, we have. And then it was very clear he hasn't listened to a single podcast, like probably of anyone. Oh, ever. wow. Okay. So I, I was totally in the clear, but I, I do feel bad. He's like a nice guy. He's like pretty friendly and like nice to talk to. I do not doubt that. I, Peter <laughs> seems like a lovely person. And it was so and nice. I have maintained that at least. I've been like nice yeah. guy in the real world, bad bachelor. But I, I feel particularly bad now that I've now that I've had, like, I just have a thing that I never think people remember me, like Rob Mills on this podcast before I really, like, met him. I probably reintroduced myself, like, seven to nine times because I was like, hey, I'm Juliet. I, I work at The Ringer with Bill Simmons. Or, hey, I'm Juliet. I work at Grantland with Bill Simmons. And I, I just also assume people will never remember because I I remember everything. So I, like, overcompensate when people think sure. people will never I'm remember anything. Way. And Peter remembered that we had met. And I was like, okay, I guess I should be, like, Because he was nice on the pod, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And he was like, I got my Super Bowl prediction wrong. And I was like, yes, you did. <laughs> really nice guy. And now and now I now I feel bad, but you know, so so be it. It's part of the I think part of the like fault of all of this is just the casting of the show. They're all really young and like this is why I'm hoping like it's better for the contestants if they're older, they're more mature, they know how to carry themselves better and it's going to be better for the future of their franchise if everyone's a little bit older. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I just I wish everyone the best of luck. It's probably except for Victoria. If I I wish her like some luck. <laughs> like 65%. Everyone else 100%. Her like 60%. Okay. <laughs> um, Alyssa, thank you so much for joining me today. 